0: My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Hello sorrisate, hooshkalybsis. Welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. It is so, so good to be here recording again. It's been a little while since I've sat down and been behind the microphone. I hope that you are doing absolutely amazing. Thank you all so much for listening and for supporting this show. If you're new here, my name is Nick Haskins and this is all about my journey Of scratch-made food and positive energy. I'm just trying to put a little bit of good energy out into the world and share it through my passion for cooking, especially cooking with scratch-made ingredients. I hope that wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, that you are doing absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to my show the episodes landing on something of a late schedule that's because the schedule for Nikolai's Kitchen is going to kind of be in flux I'm really I really am trying to get some episodes banked and I'm trying to get a lot of different things done unfortunately I'm just so inundated with different things that I've got going on in my life I'm just not able to settle on a consistent recording schedule for the show with the virginia trip and with everything else there's just been so much going on i just have not had the time and frankly sometimes the energy to sit down and, and get on the microphone so for that i do profusely apologize if you've been waiting diligently for this episode i really really appreciate you thank you so much for your patience and i'm gonna do everything i can to get out regular content to you guys through the rest of the season we've got a lot a lot a lot of great stuff planned coming between now and the end of the season. I can't wait. I've got so many different things kind of in the pipe and the the, the future of this show I think looks a lot brighter than I ever thought possible. So I I am just really really excited. And I hope that you guys are equally excited as I venture into new types of cooking, as I venture into new recipes that I've never made before, including the featured recipe on today's show. If you've already seen the title, first time I have ever made homemade enchiladas. First time I've probably ever even eaten enchiladas, maybe, I don't even know. I don't do a lot of Mexican food, but it's a type of cooking that I've really, really wanted to get into more, especially when I started really getting more into spicy foods and using a lot of different types of chilies and stuff like that in my food. Like it's something that I've really, really wanted to kind of get into. So I did make my own enchilada sauce from scratch. I didn't make the corn tortillas and i had some speedies and some onions and peppers that i had grilled that i chopped up and chucked inside with a mexican cheese blend no Christini, i'm sorry it wasn't uh, uh whatever the <laughs> sent me some cheese on social media when i posted about making the recipe and he just kind of had a uh you know an ellipsis for a response he was like don 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 ta i he lives in arizona where he has access to much better mexican cuisine than i do here so Chris, I'm sorry, (laughs) but I'm learning, and that's one of the great things about this show, and that's one of the things on this show I try to do more of. I want to step outside of my comfort zone. I want to make things I've never made before. I want to venture into new avenues of cooking, and with your support and with your help, that's exactly what I'm going to do. We've got more Table for Two coming. I want to do another Table for Two sometime in the middle of this month, and I'm currently working on uh, figuring out who is going to be guesting on that. If you're interested, if you're someone who is interested in being on Nikolai's Kitchen, get at me, at Nikolai's Kitchen on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get at me, and, you know, let's get it booked. Let's get you on the show, and I will make your dish, and we'll talk about it. Today's quote that I want to kind of jump into and, and, you know, get into some positive energy, some positivity for the show here is actually something that I literally just saw just before I decided to sit down and record this episode. And that's thanks to Drew Hallam of Real Feels. Drew sent a video over to me and, you know, he, he said that the video that he sent reminded him of me and, you know, said that I was an inspiration. And this is from a man named Jared who I'll post a link to his Instagram down in the show notes. He has lost about 200 pounds. He's on the cusp of losing 200 pounds over the last, I think, 15 months or, or something of that nature. If you're someone who has followed my journey, even predating this show, since, say, July of 2019, I lost 125 pounds. I have put a little bit of it back on. I am not going to lie, but the majority of that I have still kept off and i watched the video that drew sent through and it is really really inspirational and one of the things that jared said really really resonated with me and i wanted to share it with you guys here it's that discipline is so much more important than motivation and that could not be more true and that's something that i've really found for myself as i have pushed forward with my drop the sugar with focusing on the calories that I'm putting into my body, with focusing on the types of foods that I'm putting into my body. I have championed this, you know, since this show started. I know I've talked about it and I'll continue to talk about it. I don't eat anything with high fructose corn syrup in it. It's not that I don't eat things with sugar in them, but if I do, I know what sugar I'm putting in something and I try to keep it limited as much as I possibly can. I had a party This past weekend, my friend's daughter graduated from high school and I made some brownies, the brownies way back in the first episode of Nikolai's Kitchen, but I didn't make them with the red wine this time. And all of the sugar that went into the brownies themselves, I replaced with sugar substitute. I used a Swerve brown sugar substitute and I used a monk fruit sweetener to replace the white sugar in that recipe. You can go back and, like I said, that's episode one. The recipe's in the show notes. All of my recipes are posted in the show notes if you ever want to go check those out. And if you do, please take pictures, send them to me on social media, say, Nick, I made this and this is how it turned out. Or this is how I made this different. This is how I would have done this. This is something that I added to this and it made it this much better or this much worse. Be honest with yourself when you fail as much as when you succeed. Be honest with yourself. I have to do that so, so much. I just shared a post on Facebook today and it was a post that I had made a year ago when I was at 280 pounds and I was really trying to push hard to get to 250. And sadly that never happened. And I did creep back up, you know, I'm nowhere near where I was at my peak and I'm still proud of the fact that I've kept most of that weight off and that I still have the discipline to omit sugar from most of the things that I eat. And that I still have the, the discipline to avoid things that I know that are bad for my body. Like I don't drink. I haven't touched soda in over two years. I don't eat candy bars. I haven't bought a candy bar in over two years. Or like, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Like, I've really, really kept that discipline. It's so important to keep that discipline. And to keep working. To keep moving forward. To keep striving toward a thing. If it's a thing that you want to achieve. You have to continually work to maintain that discipline as well. And it felt really bad to read that post. It really, really did. Because I i am very hard on myself for the fact that I gained a little bit of the weight that I had lost back. And I know it's because I'm not as strict with my diet as I need to be. And it's because I will make excuses, not to get out and get that exercise and to not stay. And I'm, I'm very, very active, you know, for my age and for my size, like I am extremely active, but I could be doing so much better. I make good choices 90% of the time, and I'm very proud to say that my weight has held very steady for a couple of months now. I went through a period where I, you know, started shedding some pounds, and then I kind of hit a plateau, and I've been hanging out on that plateau ever since. But at least if I'm on that plateau, I know I'm not gaining weight as well. And I know one of the biggest reasons why I faltered so much is because I really lost that discipline that I used to have. I stopped getting out and being as active as I was. I started cooking more things that had sugar in them. One of the biggest things that was always the killer for me was my calorie intake. I would like, even if I didn't eat any junk or sugar, there were a lot of times when I would just sit and I would house like two massive stacked plates for dinner. You're talking probably 4k calories easy, if not more. That used to be my appetite. It used to be. And there's part of me that I I fight so hard to keep my portions limited. But I stopped tracking calories as well as I should have. And I stopped working to keep that calorie deficit that I used to keep. And I know all of it is because of a lack of discipline on my part. I have to be honest with myself and I have to be honest and say, Nick... You failed. You failed to continue the discipline that you set out with. Now that doesn't mean that you can never get it back. And that doesn't mean that you can't continue forward, that you can't keep fighting, that you can't keep working because it does not mean that you quit. Quitting and failing are not the same thing. Don't ever forget that you can fail and try again. But if you quit, then you never know if you're going to succeed or fail. And if you keep going, you will succeed. As long as you have the right mindset, as long as you go forward and you remember that you have to have that discipline, train yourself. If you're somebody who is like me, who was way, way too big and who really, really wanted to push himself. I just, I put my best friend in the ground. He was 39 years old and he wasn't overweight. Like he didn't die because of any kind of like weight related complications, but he still had a heart attack at 39. And I was fatter than I had ever been in my entire life. I was so big standing there, squeezed into a suit, watching him get lowered into the ground. And I thought, I said, Nick, this is you you're next, you're going in there after him, unless you make some changes, unless you start loving and respecting yourself, loving and respecting your body, working to only put good, healthy things into your body, exercising, staying fit, staying active, taking care of myself. And I worked really hard, and I lost 125 pounds doing that because I maintained that discipline. And then I would make excuses to let up. Thanksgiving was coming, and oh, I really wanted to make Thanksgiving dinner. So you get that whole spread. And even though I only had one plate, it's still a lot of fats. Had to make my pies. Had to do it. Wanted to make my pies, my tart apple pie with a cookie crust. That's over on the Patreon, by the way. Pumpkin pie. I had to do it. I convinced myself I had to do it. Oh, I'm going to reduce the sugar down in it, but it's still going to have sugar. We give up that discipline in these little ways. We yield in these little ways, and before we know it, All of a sudden the scale, the needles tipping back in the other direction. And then, then you say, oh, it's okay. It's only a few. It's only a few. Everybody has a bad week. I'll get back on that horse. And then that's when the cycle begins. That's when you start to battle. That's when you start to fight. Because if you get trapped in a cycle of that scale moving up, then the depression starts. Then the anxiety starts. Then the panic starts. God, what if I gain it all back? Oh my God, I can't believe I'm gaining this weight back. Oh my God, I feel terrible. How am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? I'm putting all that weight back on. I worked so hard to lose this. And then you beat yourself up and you fight yourself and you get angry with yourself. And then I always self-medicate with food. So then I'm depressed because I'm gaining weight and I counter that depression by eating more. Or by making bad choices, maintain the discipline, breathe, remember where you came from, remember how hard you've worked to achieve whatever end it is you've worked to achieve and remember the mindset and the discipline that you had to have to get there. You cannot, and I mean this very sincerely, you cannot succeed unless you continue forward and you're honest with yourself and you listen to yourself. Right now, this here, this is me telling myself, Nick, you worked really hard. You came so, so far and you did so, so much. And I've been working really, really hard. These past few months, Rebecca and I have been really taking good care to watch what we're eating, to watch how much we're eating, but we went to Virginia. I went to Radford. I got to see where she came from. I got to meet so many of her friends from elementary school friends, high school friends, college friends. I got to meet so many different people that have known her through all of the different parts of her life. And I just got to see how being back in this place that meant so much to her, she grew up there, she went to college there. So she has so many memories. It was so amazing to see her in that element. We went back there and. It's that kind of vacation mindset. You let you let up a little bit. We went out to a pizza place and, you know, we had a bunch of beer and some pizza. We met another one of her friends at a brewery. And I indulged. I enjoyed it. I love craft beer. Had some really, really good craft beer. And it was all wonderful. And I've countered that. I've been trying so, so hard to get out walking Rebecca and I are starting a couch to 5k program where we're doing interval training basically walking a little bit of running walking a little bit of running and training ourselves progressively until we reach that point where we're being able to run consistently the most important thing is to have discipline now it's taken discipline for me to stay on this plateau as long as I have and for me to not gain any of the weight and now I know that I need to work harder and train better. Pay more attention to what I'm putting into myself. Drink more water. Get more sleep. Stay focused on the goal ahead. 250 is the goal. I will hit that goal one of these days. I don't know when. I wish I knew when, but there's just no way to know but I have to keep fighting forward. And you have to keep fighting forward too. Never give up on yourself. Fail. Admit that you failed. And then keep going forward because eventually you will succeed. All right, y'all. What anomaly are we visiting this time? I'm locking in the coordinates now. It appears to be a race against time. On August 14th and 15th, joined the NixCast family and a variety of guests for a 24 hour marathon to beat all 13 of Chrono Trigger's endings and raise money for Trans Lifeline. Trans Lifeline is a grassroots hotline and microgrants nonprofit that offers direct emotional and financial support to trans people in crisis. Donations like yours have helped Trans Lifeline to answer over 100,000 calls from folks in crisis and disperse almost $750,000 through its microgrants program. Our goal this year is to raise $2,400 as we complete challenges, give away prizes, and have a good time for a good cause. To learn more about the event, visit RaceAgainstTime.io or donate today at RaceAgainstTime.io slash donate. Hey, where did everybody go? Oh well, I guess I'll meet them back at the Zeal Archives. (sighs) Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. If you like what you're hearing, the best thing that you can do to help the show is head to Apple Podcasts and leave the show a five star rating and review. It really, really does help me a lot. I know I go on about it quite a bit, but it really, really does help me. So please head over there, leave me a five star rating and review, and help me play that Apple algorithm game. I did get another five star rating over there. Thank you so, so much to whomever left that five star rating. You're amazing. And right now I'm getting ready to record this final segment and I'm enjoying some steeped vodka. Go back and listen to that previous episode if you have not that quick bite I did on steeping vodka. It is an amazing amazing thing that you can do. I promise it will completely change your vodka game. I've got some raspberries that I steeped in vodka and I'm enjoying it with some raspberry seltzer. So kind of a raspberry bomb and absolutely fantastic. I love fresh raspberries and It's got everything I could possibly need. But we're not here to talk about raspberries today. We are here to talk about enchiladas. Now, I had a website uh, ages ago. I wanted to make dinner for Rebecca, and I tried (laughs) and failed to make homemade tortillas. And I had found a website from Lil Luna with a whole bunch of different mexican dish ideas on it and at the time i had found a lime cilantro rice which i made which actually did turn out pretty good i'm not gonna lie i can't remember if i ever actually broke that recipe down on the show or not but i can provide a link to that down in the show notes because i i don't think i did but you know randomly You know, Rebecca and I were discussing what we were going to be doing for dinners in the, you know, week following our trip to Virginia. And I'd wanted to make Mexican food ever since our most recent trip back to Dos Rios. And so I showed her the website that I had pulled up because I still, I always keep food tabs open on my phone browser. Don't ask me why, I just do. And I showed her the website and I said, well, what do you think of all of these? So we kind of scrolled through, scrolled through, and she landed on enchiladas. Now, I can't honestly tell you (laughs) if I've ever eaten an enchilada before. I certainly have not made them before. And one thing that I'm really, really trying to strive for is to get into more types of ethnic cooking, to touch onto, you know different types of food, different types of cooking that I am not familiar with. I'm so glad that I had Dan to kind of open my eyes to chicken tikka masala. And there is a Korean fire chicken recipe that I posted over in the dining room not too long ago. That's the Facebook group. Make sure you hit the link in the show notes to join my Facebook group. Post what you're cooking, please, because I love to look at food all the time. And I'm trying so hard to get into all these different types of cooking. So I was like challenge accepted. And I started sourcing some different recipes. This is kind of a thing I've been doing more lately rather than just taking one recipe. And I don't just want to make someone else's recipe. I want to make my version thereof. So I crowdsourced a bunch of different recipes for enchiladas and specifically enchilada sauce because, of course, this is me. I'm making that enchilada sauce from scratch. I did not make the tortillas from scratch. After the last time I made tortillas, I really, really need to find a better recipe and a better method to make them because the ones I made were terrible. They were so bland and they were so hard that they were practically inedible. I can't even, I don't think I ever broke that recipe down on the show, but I had to have talked about it at some point. So kind of armed with what to do and looking at a bunch of different recipes generally speaking enchilada sauce involves a bunch of chili powder and some cumin and different things like that and then you get like an oil you make yourself a roux with some flour i used cornstarch because i always do and basically that's it that's really really it and you soak your tortillas in there you stuff them with mexican cheese you roll them up you bake them in a baking dish covered with more cheese and the rest of your enchilada sauce That's all she wrote. So, of course, when I decided to make them, I had to make them as extra as possible because, I mean, it's me. It's me, and nobody should pretend that this isn't what I always do with everything. So, my recipe is not going to be, you know, I I do not even pretend to be some kind of authority on Mexican cooking or on enchiladas, period. Period. But what I tried to do is I tried to use flavors that I knew would complement an enchilada sauce well. The spice profile, and I started just chucking things in that I know I love. So let me tell you guys what I did for enchiladas. Let's break it down. down. To make my version of this recipe, you are going to need two teaspoons of chili powder. Two teaspoons of a chipotle chili powder. 3 quarters of a tablespoon of chili lime sea salt. You can just use regular sea salt here. I just really wanted to add as many different layers of chili powder as I could. A half a teaspoon of fresh ground black pepper, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground cayenne pepper, a teaspoon of cumin, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground ginger, ground turmeric, dried oregano, and ground cinnamon. Four cloves of garlic minced. This is when we're going to start to get extra. A half of a yellow onion, chopped. One sweet bell pepper, chopped. You can amp this up if you wanna go with a spicier pepper here. Chuck a habanero in there, chuck a jalapeno in there. Whatever you wanna do, tailor this to your own spice preferences. Two tablespoons of tomato paste, four tablespoons of vegetable oil, two cups of vegetable stock. You can use chicken stock as well. I wanted to make this vegetarian. One and a half tablespoons of cornstarch. If you're using flour to make your roux, double that to three tablespoons of flour. But if you're using cornstarch, and honestly, you could probably even just do one tablespoon of cornstarch because mine immediately thickened. And a lot of the different recipes for sauce that I looked at said that you needed to cook this for at least 15 minutes. Uh, mine was done in like four. I mean, it was so thick. I was like, if I cook this for another 10 minutes, it's just basically going to like evaporate all the liquid off. <laughs> so, yeah. One and a half tablespoons of cornstarch will do you probably fine. This is when I started to get a little bit weird. A quarter of a cup of tequila. So we have some tequila in the freezer. We have uh, 1800 silver, which is incredible. And we also have Casamigos, which is George Clooney's tequila, which is battery acid. It's terrible. I literally, I, I love you, George Clooney. I really do. Stay away from tequila. But we bought it on a whim because we're like, oh, okay, this is probably pretty good. It is decidedly not good. So we have to use the rest of it for something, and I'd probably rather not drink it. So I decided, I was like, I'm going to chuck every flavor that I have here that's Mexican (laughs) into this dish. So a quarter of a cup of tequila, a tablespoon of agave nectar, 12 corn tortillas, nice soft corn tortillas, four cups of a Mexican cheese blend. I'm sorry, Cristiani. Please forgive me. One and a half cups of grilled chicken, finely chopped, and a half a cup of grilled peppers and onions, finely chopped. I just had these leftover. This is leftover speedies, grilled peppers, and onions that I had. You don't have to include that in your enchiladas. You can just do the cheese. Just do the cheese. And if you do just do the cheese, then you're probably going to want to reduce the baking time overall for this by about five minutes. And then last but not least, Dan Brennick, love me four tablespoons of fresh cilantro chopped up. Now, most of the sauces that I found didn't use any fresh elements. They basically took oil and you heat it. You add cornstarch, you make a roux, you add all of your spices, you cook all that stuff in there, and then you add your stock and boom, that's an enchilada sauce. That's bare bones. That's basic. Okay. But I, of course, like I said, had to be a little bit extra. I had fresh sweet peppers in the house, had fresh onion, had fresh garlic. I'm like, I'm not going to not use them if I have them. So, What you're going to do is you're going to start by adding one tablespoon of that vegetable oil to a large saucepan over medium heat. You're going to get your onion and your bell pepper in there, and you're going to want to start sweating them down over mid-heat. Sprinkle some salt over them to help sweat them down. Now, this is where I use the tequila and the agave. So instead of like you would normally saute vegetables and you would sprinkle like a little bit of brown sugar or just regular sugar over them, if you want to kind of help bring out that sweetness, I use the agave nectar and I got the tequila in there. Okay, reduce the heat to low, cover it and saute it for 15 to 20 minutes or until they're nicely caramelized and soft. So while your vegetables are sauteing, you're gonna take all the dry spices that I listed off there in the ingredients list, add them to one bowl so that you can add them all at the same time when that time comes. Prep this ahead of time if you need to, but you should have enough time here while your vegetables are sauteing to get all this stuff together. Once your saute is finished, return the heat to medium, take the cover off, stir everything up really nicely. Add your garlic in there, cook it for a minute, stir it together, it should nicely perfume. You should start to get those amazing garlic aromas all through the kitchen. Add your spices in here and continue to cook it again for just a minute, stir it together. Your kitchen is going to smell amazing at this point. Now this is where you're gonna wanna add the rest of your vegetable oil. Stir that in until it's well incorporated. And then you're gonna add your cornstarch, stir it in well and cook it for just a minute. You just kinda wanna cook out that starchiness to it. And it's going to become a nice and thick roux. Make sure you're stirring this so it does not burn. From here, you're going to add your vegetable stock and your tomato paste. And then you're going to stir everything until it's well incorporated. Now, this is where an immersion blender, if you have one, will save you. If you don't, you're going to have to transfer this to a blender. But I used an immersion blender. This is why I made it in a saucepan, not a skillet. And then just Stick the immersion blender in there and just get all of this pulsed down until everything is very well blended. I wanted a nice, smooth sauce. So I really, really blended everything down as best I could. So again, I only had to cook this for about five minutes or so uh, until it was basically like a nice, thick enchilada sauce. Like I said, the aroma that you get from this is so, so amazing. I absolutely loved it. So you're gonna preheat your oven to 350 degrees. You're gonna need an 11 by seven baking dish for this. Rebecca very, very luckily has one. I was gonna use a nine by 13 for this. Don't use a nine by 13 for this. Your tortillas, mine were only like five inches or so. They fit very nicely inside of the saucepan that I have. If you're doing this with like massive, massive tortillas, you're probably not gonna have enough sauce for one and you're gonna need way more cheese. So just keep that in mind. If you have a seven by 11 baking dish, or maybe if you have like an eight by eight that could work in a pinch, but you're gonna have to get them snug in the pan. So just kind of keep this in mind. If you're using a nine by 13, then they're gonna not fit in there nice and kind of snugly together. So one at a time, you're just gonna add your corn tortillas to the saucepan and just immerse them in the sauce. It should be off the heat at this point. You don't need to continue cooking it once it thickens. So just get all of them immersed in there. Then if you're gonna do the grilled peppers, onions, and chicken, combine that with your cheese. If you're not, just get your cheese all ready. One at a time, your tortillas, and some of the different things I read about making enchiladas was, you know, soak them. Some recipes didn't even say how long, it just said to soak them in it. They soak it up pretty fast. So I think I ended up leaving them in there cause I was doing other stuff for like 20 minutes, way too long. A couple of them ooh, almost fell apart. So I would probably do between five, 10 minutes or so tops. Absolutely tops. Take a corn tortilla out one at a time, a half a cup of filling into the middle of it, roll it up, add it to the end of the baking dish. Continue this with all 12 of them. You are gonna have to get them snug in there. So squeeze them all in there. I promise they will fit. Then you're going to pour the rest of your enchilada sauce over the top and top it with additional cheese or additional filling if you have any left over i had some of both so i just added them over the top and then you're going to add half of your chopped fresh cilantro chuck this into the oven uncovered for 30 minutes bake it up remove it from the oven add the rest of your cilantro and then rest it for 10 minutes before serving let me tell you how incredible this dish turned out i was really really surprised because I typically I don't do well when it comes to you know cooking different types of cuisine from different cultures I've done some decent Mexican like I can do a really good skirt steak like a really good marinated skirt steak but I mean you're ostensibly grilling marinated steak it's not like really all that complicated but when you're layering these kinds of different flavors in there This is like the kind of dish that I would imagine, like when I think about Mexican cuisine. This was fantastic. The only thing that both myself and Rebecca said was this needed a little bit of brightness. It needed a little pop, like a fresh lime. Like even if you just kind of like when it comes out of the oven, squeeze a fresh lime, like a couple of wedges over the top of this, this needed a brightness to it, something bright to kind of make it pop because it is very heavy on the palate. And the cilantro adds a nice contrast, but the cilantro alone isn't enough. So I really, really think this could even be something that you serve, like when you serve a plate of it, you get a little lime wedge and you just give it a nice little spritz over the top with lime juice. I think that would have made this absolutely perfect but as this stood this was fantastic so if you're somebody who wants to get into Mexican cooking or you've always kind of liked the idea of an enchilada but you've never tried it please try this try my recipe or I'm going to link to some of the ones that I sourced that I looked at for inspiration down in the show notes try one of those before you go super extra with it like me you don't need to reduce your vegetables and tequila (laughs) listen I have it I wanted to get rid of it (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is oh my 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 I love you guys so much I am so sorry that this episode is getting out way later than I want it to be I'm sorry that I can't seem to stick to a a, a normal or a consistent recording schedule my life I've just got so many different things going on and, and like I'm getting busier and it's gonna get even worse I'm gonna be moving here in less than three months so i'm gonna have all that fun stuff of packing and moving i haven't packed and moved in ages so it's gonna be time to start whittling some stuff down getting rid of some stuff thinning out all of my different things that i have going on so I'm going to do my best to get regular episodes out to you guys, and whenever I do have downtime to bank some stuff, but that's the biggest problem is, is finding the time, is getting the time to get everything else done. So please bear with me. I really, really appreciate your patience, and I more than I could possibly express, I appreciate your support. Next week on the show, I've got so many different things to still tell you guys about what happened in virginia the meatloaf that i made guys i did what i talked about in the meatloaf episode i reduced an entire bottle of red wine into that glaze and let me tell you what oh so magical for my birthday rebecca bought me a kitchen aid mixer and i am still kind of speechless about it Just because it's, it's, it's such an amazing gift. And I, I, I literally, I don't have words. I don't have words except to say, my God, she's incredible. (laughs) Thank you so much for the KitchenAid mixer. It really like, I mean, i asked her i was like no this is technically a gift for you and avery right because then i can make you more things with it and you know one of our fun things to do is to kind of just point our fingers at each other like maybe (laughs) oh my but i absolutely love love to cook for those two more than anyone else so I'm absolutely up for it. I made some bread in it for the first time today as a recording day, did homemade roasted tomato soup a few days ago, and then today made fresh homemade bread for grilled cheese. There is no meal better. Like You think like grilled cheese and tomato soup can't get better until you make every element of it from scratch. I mean, I guess except for the cheese. I have never made my own cheese. So maybe that's next for grilled cheese. I don't know. That seems extra even for me. I really, really hope that you enjoyed listening. Go out there today and own it. Love yourself. Be good to yourself. If it's a bad day, remember that tomorrow is a new one. And you will shine. And you will grow. I love you so much. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me.